Every day, in communities just like yours, men and women devote their lives to building our economies brick by brick and job by job. These are their stories. You're listening to From the Ground Up, North America's Top 50 Economic Developers. Hello and welcome everyone to From the Ground Up, North America's Top 50 Economic Developers. I'm Tim Tarantine here with Carla Winchester. Carla, what's going on? It's going great, Tim. How are you today? I'm doing well. Excited today about this call. Yeah, so today we have on the line Jill Miles. And for those of you that may not know Jill, she is the National Business Development Officer from Oregon Economic and Community Development. And Jill has been in this position for over 20 years, which is remarkable in and of itself. And I'm just really excited to hear her insights today on economic development and most importantly on leadership. I know she has seen a lot of different deals be closed and come and go, and she's developed a great team in Oregon. And I'm excited to hear how she's doing today and how her team is doing and how she is continuing to invest in the economic development profession. Yes, and it will be an exciting call. Jill, let's bring you on. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you. We are so glad to have you. I want to start with the way I do with every guest. I want to know who would you credit for introducing you to economic development? Who would I credit? Boy, that's a good one. I would credit probably my father, who was somebody who taught me growing up that you can start small and build your way up to a very successful career. So my career started fairly late in life and If it wasn't for his guidance, who knows what I'd be doing at this point. Well, obviously, you got love in your family if they introduce you to this great industry because I know your passion is clear and the work you've been doing is clear. Tell us if there's a secret to that success. You've been in the same position in the organization, and that has everything to do with leadership. Is there a secret to that success and longevity? Absolutely. You know, for me, I learned very early in life that Let me put it this way. My mother drove me around town at the age of 15, and I started working and have been working ever since that age, so 40 years into it. But just learning that you have to build skills, whether they're customer service or whether they're, you know, technical, if I didn't have the (laughs) the tenacity of my mother, you know, I remember riding around in the Volkswagen bus going from restaurant to restaurant and Ooh, other places applying for jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. What, co- I'm, what color was I'm it? Just so we can put here, our mind where we are. It was red. It that's was red. We called about. it big red. That so, is it. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah. That's where you build the skills is the way you're raised. And, you know, like I said, my mother had tenacity to make sure that all five of her children were, you know, we learned the responsibility of going to a job on a regular basis and being responsible with our employers, as well as the wages we earned. And that definitely played into a lot of what I do now. And my daughters will say the same thing. Outstanding. I love the family theme in this for you. It's really powerful Mm -hmm. in terms of your Mm -hmm. story. I I want to continue now to talk about economic development for just a minute. And then I want to get back into you and your leadership. But when you think about our industry and the things you're Mm -hmm. seeing, you're in a beautiful area out in Oregon, What trends are you seeing in economic development? What's changing in this environment around you? So in Oregon, we have many different industries, but what's changing is the caliber of the workforce 
that is coming out of the high schools as well as the community colleges and the universities. We're blessed in Oregon with having a reputation for a high-quality workforce. And the folks that, or the young people, and when I say young, it's not right out of college. It's I got my college degree at the age of 34. But the caliber of the people coming out of the education institutions really are, you know, trendsetting in terms of their ability to be so forward-thinking, not only within economic development, but with many of our industries, such as the software industry and the high-tech and the electronics industry. But at the same time, we also have so many cool things coming out of just food processing and how technical that's becoming. So I think what we're seeing in trends is just, you know, the high-caliber, high-quality workforce that for some reason, they want to be in Oregon, which I understand as somebody who lives here. So we're getting a lot of that creative class that is coming into the state because of the lifestyle that actually come in with great skills. And that's got to be exciting, right? It's probably bringing some diversity and and excitement to your city. A lot of diversity. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how is that playing itself out? And speaking of diversity, I'm finding that many of the foreign investment and international projects that are looking at Oregon as well as other locations, diversity and the ability to show that you have that in your data or in your demographic information is starting to become a trend in some of the inquiries that we're getting. And so with us here in Oregon, we're thrilled to be able to provide that kind of information. Well, I'm certainly glad you all could probably lead some thought leadership around that issue. Uh, It seems Mm -hmm. like we're not Mm -hmm. going closer to that in communities. You know, the more we read headlines and see what's going on around the country, that issue is impacting the ability to grow jobs. And I'm glad that you all are on top of it and creating an environment that is positive in that way. We actually have some communities that are tying diversity and cultural benefits into their incentive programs. Are you kidding me? Wow. Is there an example of that that you... City of Portland. Wow. Tell me more. I think this is important. So an example is, without naming the project, the company wanted an incentive program and the city, it's in their strategic plan, actually, in order for them to take advantage of this incentive program, they needed to meet some diversity requirements that are kind of baked into their enterprise zone. So, I mean, I can follow up with that kind of information. I can't detail it right now, but it's a company that I've been working with on a recruitment for some time. So it's it's just making sure that folks in this region, as well as statewide, can take advantage of employing those who normally would not be able to get jobs because of the requirements that are overlaid on their enterprise zone. I think that's outstanding. I'm so glad to hear that. I hope that you put that up on your website or figure out a way to communicate that strategy, because I think a lot of communities and even many of the leaders we've talked to on this podcast are continually trying to figure out how to best navigate that particular issue, particularly as it pertains to business. So Mm -hmm. from a leadership perspective, let me just ask you a couple more questions about you as a leader. So is there anything interesting you've read recently, a book, a podcast, anything that's helped you develop as a person? You're probably going to laugh. But the recent readings I've done 
is I reread two books recently. One is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, and the other one is Clan of the Cave Bear. They're two of my favorite books. I haven't read them in years. I was traveling to Washington, D.C. recently, and uh, yeah, I reread those books, and it's about strong women. So makes mm-hmm. you feel stronger, too, when you see great examples, I'm sure. So the other question I have about leadership is really an advice question, and we ask this of many of the leaders. What advice would you give to someone who's just starting their journey, going into economic development, trying to figure out how to become a point leader in an organization? What advice would you give to our listening audience and to those emerging leaders? First of all, to have confidence. I think even after 20-plus years, you can always learn, so don't be afraid to continue to build on your skills, even, you know, whether you have your CED or you've been through the Economic Development Institute, you can always learn. And another thing I would say is I learn just as much from mentors who have been in this profession as long as I have, but I also learn from folks that are new to it because they bring so much different perspectives to what we do, as well as us, you know, I hate to use the word, old timers. I mean, there's the new modern economic development, but then there's the institutional understand economic development. So I think the main advice in order to become a leader is just continually to learn as much as you can about industry trends as what we do. Many times people don't understand what economic developers do. I remember going to my daughter's second grade class as parent day where, you know, the parent stands up and says what they do and those poor kids didn't have a clue what I was talking about. But now it's gotten so sophisticated and at times complicated that we can't just rest on our laurels. You always have to educate yourself on what's going on with the industry. Professional development is hugely important and we try here at Consultant Connect to help with that quite a bit. I want Mm -hmm. to continue our dialogue because the answers you're giving, I think, are helpful, definitely, to our listening audience. When you think about the legacy of your work and what you want to be said or done at the end of your career, what legacy do you want to leave as an economic developer? My legacy, I hope, is all the projects I did. And people will drive down Interstate 84, Interstate 5, and say, wow, you know, I didn't know Keystone RVs sitting out here. Look at all the cars in the parking lot. I didn't know that this shelter was built for domestic violence victims and, you know, who had a hand in that. I want people to know that I helped create that around the state, and creating the jobs and building the infrastructure. Sure. And to be able to look back at that and know that families are better. I mean, I think that's why so many of the great leaders in our industry get into it, and it's the fuel that keeps them going. Same question to you. Is it the future and impact that keeps you fueled, or is there something else that's burning inside that keeps you coming back to the job every day? I love this job. I love what I do. You know, I think you probably hear on a regular basis, I like knowing that I'm making a difference. And, you know, I'll admit, I'm very competitive. (laughs) Good. Let me ask you a a final question as we wrap up our time today. When you look out five years, when you look ahead five years at what your community is growing into, the things and priorities that you and your board have set, 
What are you most excited about for the next five years of leadership? Oh, just hopefully bringing more opportunities, especially for those young folks that are looking to build a life in Oregon. You know, if you don't have the jobs and the housing and all the things that give them what we have, which is our homes and good schools and that kind of stuff. I know this is kind of a stock answer, but I hope in the next five years and more that I'm still building on a foundation that was created for me before I even got into economic development. That's what's important. Awesome. Well, Jill, thank you so much for being on the call today. Thank you for all the work you're doing there in Oregon and for your leadership Your work is celebrated by site selectors and your colleagues alike. So congratulations on being named one of North America's top 50 economic developers. And we truly appreciate you being on the call today. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in to North America's Top 50, produced by Consultant Connect, an organization working to bridge the gap between leading economic developers and location consultants. To learn more about what we do and how to get involved, please visit consultantconnect.org or tweet me at Ron Kitchens.